Hey everyone, I'm David, aka PV Plant Guy, and I'd like to welcome you to Plant Personalities, a podcast where I interview some of social media's most interesting plant influencers. This podcast really came about because there's so much plant content on social media, and a lot of times we don't understand who the person is behind the plants. What are their hobbies? What is their inspiration for the content that they're creating? And who are they as a person? Social media is a great place to express your creativity, but there's people deep down inside those profiles. So I'm very excited to chat with Denise today, aka Tropical Seductions. Her and I have been Instagram friends for a while now, and I am so excited to get to know her a little bit better on today's episode. So Denise, welcome. Hi, David. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I love your podcast. I've been listening to it. And yeah, I'm just super excited to chat a bit. You're so kind. I'm 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 really excited to have you because I, I definitely want to talk about some of the content that you post later on. Um, and I, I definitely want to dig deep into some of your inspiration. But Ooh. Asi- aside from that, how are you, how are you doing? What's what is plant life like in your neck of the woods nowadays? I'm I've been doing great. Um, I'm located in Los Angeles. For everyone who doesn't know that, and it's sunny year round. So um, I'm just staring at the window, and it's Sunday, and the sun is shining. So and my plants um, are doing great. So it's where I am. It's always good. Um, there's always great lighting. If you live close to the beach, you get some humidity. I live close to the mountains, so it's super dry. But yeah, it's been great. The plants are growing. Good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Um, LA has beautiful weather, California in general, and you guys get way more sun than we do in Florida, believe it or not. Today, it's kind of gray and cloudy, and we've been getting a lot of rain lately. It's just not not a fun winter because we recently had a freeze. My houseplants are okay, but my yard is not in tip-top shape right now. So um, hopefully we can get that on point in the next few months. Um, so I saw people really complaining and losing their plants overnight to the frost. Like their beautiful um, Monstera Thai constellation that they had in the backyard. Um, the leaves are dying off because it was so cold in Florida. Yes, it's, you know, we had a record high December and then February came and I, um, we just had, it was actually the end of January and in Northeast Florida, at least it dropped to below freezing, below 32 degrees Fahrenheit. And a lot of people in South Florida had some colder weather too. So if you don't cover your plants, there's a high chance that they'll suffer from cold damage. And it's sad when you have some of those more uncommon plants suffer because they're extremely desirable. Yeah, true. No, I. It's like funny because everyone thinks if 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 you're not from Florida, everyone thinks that Florida is the best place to grow plants, and they don't need humidifiers. But then when you talk to someone in Florida, they say, "Yeah, outside, okay." But then we have like all these storms, and we have to the hurricanes. We have to bring in the plants constantly, and then inside it's super dry. So I do need a humidifier, and then you're like, "Oh, okay." So even the people in Florida have to struggle a bit. <laughs> I, I think that comes with the hobby. You know, if you're really not in like Miami or, you know, anywhere that's super tropical, then it's it's going to be some work. Um, I mean, I'm lucky because I, I get to put a lot of my houseplants out 
on the patio and, you know, during the summertime, maybe like 10 months out of the year. And then for the other two, I'll bring them in just because of the colder weather. But I, I, I really can't complain given all of that. So I think you and I, we have the best, <laughs> best of both worlds for houseplants. Yeah. Um, so tell us about where you're originally from. You're from Germany, right? Yes, I was born and raised in Berlin, Germany, and I moved to the United States now, like in, in 2015, summer of 2015. So uh, we're heading towards seven years. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm loving it. I mean, I'm still here. So um, Right. What prompted you to move here? Um the weather and then of course like if you're not in the united states the uh the the american dream is still like alive people are still feeding on it and uh, thanks to hollywood so it was like okay um you know we really want to build something and where can we where can we do that and have like the best weather okay let's move to let's move to california <laughs> That's awesome. And you know what, for, for people that live in the United States, we don't often, you know, I'm speaking from my, from my own opinion, but we don't often realize that people still want to move here because of that, like because of the opportunity. So it's always interesting to hear everyone else's story. Everyone has a, a, per, a you know, a personal story. Um, so did you move for work or did you just, was it, you know, solely because you wanted a, a change in lifestyle? Yeah. So a change of lifestyle. Um, I'm, I, I, I was a dental assistant um, in Germany, and I did, when I moved to the United States, worked a little bit um, at, uh, as a dental assistant here, too. But, you know, you don't move uh, somewhere to work as a dental assistant, <laughs> to be honest. But my boyfriend, he is a, a tattoo artist. And the um, tattoo scene, especially in California, is, like, really, really big. So um, we're like, you know, we can, we can move to California and... And maybe you know start something start start a business here and um and that's what we did that is amazing so you guys have your own tattoo business yeah so the first uh the first three years um you know we just basically worked like normal and um and saved you know all the money and then mm -hmm. opened up um, a tattoo studio in West Hollywood. It's like a tiny tattoo studio, but yeah, and um, we, we did it. We came here and we had a plan and we executed it. And the tattoo studio still stands even through a two year pandemic, um, which we were like really scared because it's it was not a essential business. So we had to close down completely um from like march 2020 till um may of 2021 so as a new business that that was like really hard <clears throat> but we survived we made it through um and we are back open and yeah so i'm so wow. glad that it worked out yeah Th that is amazing so you guys were closed for over a year and still managed to persevere through yes. all of that wow so tell tell us what the name of the tattoo studio is. It's Black House, but it's spelled B L X C K, and then House is in the German version of House, so H A U S. That's really cool. I love that spelling of of that. Um, so 
do you guys have, because I haven't seen any mention of it on your Instagram, which is part of the reason why I want to, you know, talk to folks on here. And so what what is your balance with your houseplant, your hobby, and then your professional life working with the tattoo studio? Do you, ha- do you have plants in the shop? <laughs> uh, there are tons of plants in the shop, but I'm actually not um, not involved anymore. I still, you know, am like a legal partner in the business, but I don't, um, I don't, I don't work um, in the tattoo shop anymore. I used to do, you know, all the, the back end, um, you know, like scheduling email and you know ordering and stuff, and the social media and the website. Um, but when the pandemic hit, there was nothing to do. And so I put my focus on my um, Instagram and my social media. And um, and since we opened back up, I didn't return. Okay. So so you have a lot more time on your hands for your plants. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a lot more. So how exactly did you get into houseplants? So I always loved plants, even as a child, you know, I had my like cutely tiny cactuses um, that I like told my mom, like, oh, can you buy me those tiny cactuses? They came in a <laughs> set of three. And um, yeah, so that's how I started. Then I had like huge when Ikea came, you know, when Ikea popped up over, um, everywhere, they had like these bamboo, um, these tiny bamboo sticks. Then I had like tons and tons of them like tons and tons of them. Um, so it started like pretty young. But then when we moved to United States, to Los Angeles in the first apartment that we had, which is in like an area called Koreatown, it was like on the base and it didn't have any lighting. And I added a few plants and they died like within two, three weeks, like all of them because it was the lighting was so bad. So I didn't have any plants for two years until we moved um, into a different apartment. Um, And this is when I was like, oh, shit, look at all that light coming in. And I went to Home Depot and I bought 10 plants right away. I was like, oh, I'm going, I'm going in. Like, this is like serious. (laughs) Yes. That was before I had like a plant account on Instagram. I was like, oh, that, all that lighting, you know, I need to do something here. Like I went and just bought 10 plants. I love it. You just dove right into it. And then, so Mm. do you have any of those plants still? No, I just gave away um, my oldest plant to someone here in um, locally I was like, oh, can someone pick it up? It was a big Dracaena, um, was it the Dracaena Lisa? Like one of these big ones. Um, mm-hmm. And because we moved again, um, and I was like, you know, I cannot take, I, ca- I cannot take that giant plant with me. So as of two months ago, no, it's gone. Well, it, you had it for, for quite some time, but it had yeah. a good run. And it's with someone now who's going to probably love it and take care of it. And yes, she did send me a picture recently. Huh. I'm glad that it's in good hands now. Yeah. So, how, what? So, obviously, you had house plants before you had your Instagram, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. in the same boat there. So, what kind of made you create your Instagram account? So, on my <clears throat> private account, that no longer exist because of my plant account. Um, 
I was like, I was following like some of these bigger accounts, like the Urban Jungle blog and stuff like that. I was like, you know what? I want to share my plants too, but no one on my private account is going to care for it. <laughs> you know, no one, mm. no one is going to care. So let me just, um, you know, like start a, a second account where I can um, share share my plants and and then I uploaded the first two, three pictures and then people liked it and started following me. And I'm like, oh wait, people really care. You know, there's like legitimate people that care. And um, it went like super fast that I made the first connections with people that were locally. And then within like two weeks of opening my plant account, I was invited to the first plant swap in, in Los Angeles. And then I met more people and then I was just, I'm loving this. That's like a whole community out here. And yeah, and I never look back. That is amazing. And I'm kind of jealous because in LA, there's obviously a lot more people than in the Jacksonville area. (laughs) And so there must be so many people that are into plants. And I think you have access to a lot more rare and uncommon plants than like I would here locally where you could just go pick something up, right? That is actually not true. Uh, people oh, okay. think we have like the craziest plant shops here. We have a handful. Um, I think we have like three or four like plant shops that sell uncommon plants. So outside of um, Los Angeles, if you head towards the San Diego area, there you find like bigger nurseries and plant shops that. Um, that have a bigger variety but what is possible here is you can buy a lot of plants from private collectors via facebook um via facebook groups so i would say that the um that we have a lot more collectors of uncommon plants here okay that's so interesting to learn because I'm over here thinking big city, there are more people that are, you know, selling from a business perspective, but it's more people that are in the collection of uncommon plants, which I guess makes sense. Yes, because I've been to Florida in 21, I think four times. And I've been like visiting the plant shops and you guys have some great plant shops there um, with some great plants and huge specimens. You cannot find those giant specimens here in Los Angeles, like these giant gloriosums that you guys have for sale, all the philodendron billet hay that are like longer than my arms. You cannot mm-hmm. go into a shop here and buy a, a specimen that big. Right. And they all, I mean, the majority of our houseplants come from like the Orlando area and the South Florida area where you have all of the the nurseries, the Mm. growers, and it's, it's a subtropical climate. So, you know, naturally they can thrive outdoors where in LA, like you were saying, it's a little bit more dry. So it's a lot harder to kind of grow those outdoors versus, um, having a grow operation. True. So... Interesting. <clears throat> See, the more you learn, if we didn't talk today, then I wouldn't have known <laughs> that. <laughs> so I, I love the content that you make on Instagram. You're so funny with your reels. And every time I see a reel come through on my feet, I just laugh because your energy is so contagious and you just put out so many good vibes. So I just want to commend you for that. You do a great job of just making people smile and enjoy plants. So I think that's part of the 
plant community of, um, you know, we're all in it for the plants and making folks just have a good time and, you know, being able to express your creativity. Um, Thank you so much because I really have a lot. Those videos, the silly videos, how I call them, um, they're like the most fun. Like they're like really the most fun to make. They are. And, you know, as much as I like making educational content, jumping on the trends with plants, it's so fun. It's, you know, I just love being goofy and I'm glad that we can share that because, you know, there are some people that don't always appreciate the goofy side of, you know, making content. (laughs) And so it's it's fun just to kind of like scroll through and like see your face on a plant, just like, you know, lipping a sound or something. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, there's Denise again. That's it's my favorite filter, like the face and mouth filter. I use it in my stories, <laughs> like all the time, because you know, you know, we don't always look cute. And I'm not. I'm unfortunately, I'm not a person who wakes up in the morning and puts on the makeup and does like the hair nicely and stuff. Because I also work from home now, so like I'm, I'm missing that extra motivation to get like ready. So that face and filter is like my lifesaver because then I can go into my stories and talk to people with just the face and the mouth and no one sees that I have like messy hair and stuff like that. I love it. And it's entertaining too and it's different and it's it's what sets you apart. You know, I actually need to have you, um, I need to click on your stories more so your stories pop to the front of my feed because right now it's like I have to keep scrolling through um, because I don't... I've been going back into the office and I don't have a lot of time just to kind of sit there and look through all the stories. So I need you back to like the forefront of my story, my primary, you know, location. So I can always watch what you, what you have out there. Because I think sometimes a lot of that great content gets lost, you know, when you have to scroll through all that content. True. I agree. (laughs) It's getting like really time consuming. Um, And Instagram decides, sometimes like who they want you to uh, watch too and I'm like you know you know we're like my friends you know like we're we're like the people that that I uh that I engage with why are they not showing up um yeah it's it's weird how it works sometimes right right um I want to talk a little bit about um prices of houseplants because I know you've been pretty Mm. vocal about how you don't mind spending money on houseplants because it's something that you enjoy. Um, So can you talk a little bit about like your perspective on, you know, spending a little bit more and, and why that's okay? Yeah. So um, I, I don't get the whole money like issue on plants and stuff. Um, So I, I talk about, you know, like how crazy the prices are, but I also talk about how okay it is if you, the person who wants to spend that crazy amount, as well as I share if I see that I see a great listing on Etsy um, or a seller that has like 30, 40% off on their entire shop, then I also like to to share that because I also like a good a good deal myself. But at the end of the day, people are in different you know stages in their life. It always doesn't have to do with age, you know, um, you know, people, you know, they're in different stages. So some people, they do have the extra money to spend on something that will bring them joy. 
And I think that is absolutely okay to do that. Um, and there are a lot of people who spend tons and tons of money on design handbags, you know, expensive shoes. Uh, they collect, you know, uh, post stamps that are expensive. They trade Pokemon cards and buy those cards that cost hundreds and thousands of dollars. <laughs> and no one is coming pointing fingers at them. So um, I think if you can afford it comfortably, you know, then it's okay if you want to spend that money. I 100% agree with you. I don't think we should be shaming people for spending money on something that they enjoy, their hobby. Oh, the shame is real. Oh, there's so much shame. There's right. so much shame. And a lot of people, I mean, some people just like to hate, but to your point, you know, there are some people that have hobbies and you never know what someone's hobby may be. They may like, I don't know, they may have like an awesome like, um, shop set up in their garage and so their obsession may be like power tools and they may have mm-hmm. a ton of power tools and that's that's okay that's okay like let people enjoy their hobbies but i think the reason and let me know if you agree or disagree here that people tend to shame spending a lot of money on houseplants is because there is that big risk of a shipping right? It may arrive in a poor condition. And then B, you have to take care of it. And there is that risk of it dying. And so you lose all that money if the plant actually dies. So, you know, I I disagree. Because if you are worried about the plant being not shipped, right? And then if you're worried that um, the plant might die, you have like actually no business buying that plant to begin with because I buy plants from sellers that I trust blindly to ship out an expensive plant. And I'm pretty confident in my skills to keeping um, those plants alive. So I personally have no worries if I go and buy in, in like an expensive plant that I'm going to keep it alive or not. And if you don't have that confidence, then you should not buy the plants. And that's, that's like basically on you, you know, it seems right. hard, but yeah. No, I, and I, I agree with you there and you have to trust yourself. And if you know that you can do it and take care of it and enjoy it, go for it. Um, and I think the shame maybe stems from people not knowing that, you know, they don't know how, how much knowledge you have around houseplants and the fact that you can actually take care of something and make it thrive. Um, so, you know, I just yeah. have to say you do such a great job with advocating for some, for this cause that you believe in um, this hobby. Um, and so all the power to you. Like I, 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 I love to support you in that sense. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the thing is with what I believe is really is the, um, crazy price increase that happened because plant shaming and like price shaming um, hasn't been that uh, dominant um, before the pandemic hit. It was always there like, oh, look, you know, the Monstera elbow got raised $50, you know, oh, you know, but it wasn't really people weren't like leaving nasty comments if someone shared, you know, their, their expensive plants. It really just went crazy when the pandemic hit and you know new plant people joined and they were like wait a minute why is this so freaking expensive like you know um 
I, I really think it's, it, it's, it's, it's that reason. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the market is, I think coming down slightly, like it's starting yes. to, you're starting to see price drops. And I think it's at this point we have, the demand is still high, but then the supply has now increased. There's a lot of different um, new plants that you don't normally see on the market and it's kind of expanding everyone's collection. And, um, you know, people aren't necessarily always gravitating toward the Albo mm-hmm. or, you know, the Thai Constellation anymore because there's all these new options that are coming that people haven't really seen before. Would you agree? Yep. Yeah, people are not worried anymore. So back in the day when, you know, when you had to go on a wait list to get one, when one was available, it didn't matter that it was 100 or $150 more because people, they wanted it. They didn't know when the next one is going to be on the market. Now, if you see like a $500 elbow, you're like, okay, there are like 50 available right now. And there's like 20 on Etsy and like 40 on the Facebook marketplace. I don't have to buy it right now. I can buy it tomorrow or in a week later. So people still want it, but the urge to buy it right now is not that big because they are not scared that they have to wait another two or three months. I mean, they were like wait list for six months to get one um, before the pandemic. So I think that that also plays plays a huge role that, you know, people like, oh, yeah, I want it, but I don't have to get it today because it's going to be still going to be there tomorrow, like maybe even the exact same plan that I'm looking at. Right, right. And I think that allows people to expand their collection to buy other plants. Maybe they don't want the album mm-hmm. anymore because now it's not as, it's you know, quote, rare um, it, or hard to come by and i think people aren't aren't um necessarily attracted to that i think there's a sense of oh i have this plant that no one else has and then i think it's feeling (laughs) and then you know it's kind of shifting to um oh there's a new plant that is dropping on the market that we haven't really seen before let me bring that into my collection and really learn how to take care of it because there's not a lot of guidance on how how this is uh, grown in the home. Yeah, there are a lot of hybrids coming coming out. Yes, especially and, for the Ethereum's. Yes, and a lot of people are now making their own hybrids just for experimental purposes and just yeah, plant I love parenting that. fun. <laughs> hmm. Have you, what's your experience with, with making hybrids and, um, you know, propagating some of your plants? Oh, not at all. If there's a flower, I let it just die off. I don't, um, I don't pollinate my plants. I don't grow plants from seeds besides some wheat. So I'm super excited for this year. (laughs) Um, um, I don't know. It's just because I don't want to have much small plants sitting around i don't have the space for it so that's why i hardly propagate anymore and i don't want to grow anything from seed as well because then you have like 50 60 tiny pots with you know i I don't have the space i let other people do that and then if they grow big then i'm gonna go in and buy one Mm -hmm. because you're a lot of the plants you have are 
bigger, more lush plants that you use as like staple pieces. Like in your new place, like your setup is awesome. Like um, your decor, like with your your leather chair with all the plants next to it, and it looks it's very like stylish and and warm. Right. So is that kind of like the look that you're going for as opposed to like the yes. smaller plants? So, I mean, I started as a crazy plant person who, you know, who wanted to have like the biggest collection and every plant is a beautiful plant. So I wanted every plant um, and every plant I could see something like special or something that I liked. So I ended up with um, like over 200 plants at one point. And, you know, like from tiny plants and to medium size and bigger plants. And even though like all of them like are beautiful, was just like I was looking at it. And I'm like, oh, damn, yeah, that's too much, Denise. Like one day I was just like, damn, Denise, ah, that is way too much plants. Like, what are you doing? And then I wanted to propagate and I had to repot. And then, you know, it's like, oh, it's too much. So I decided to downsize um dramatically like dramatically i was like i'm only going to keep the plants that i would rebuy right now if this plant would die and it costs like 100 or 200 dollars would i go and buy it right now again if yes i'm keeping it if no i'm selling it and um and that's how i did it that's a great way to thin out your collection i love that methodology because if you if if you're not going to buy it again then what's the point of having it and if you and if it dies okay so so what <laughs> exactly and all these uh, even though i love you know the tiny plants they are like super cute and i have a few like i still have a few small plants left maybe like five or so but they need um watering more often you have to like repot them more often because they're still growing um they are usually the ones that need more attention you know if they get pests they're going to die almost immediately you know because um the leaves are so small so there's not they're not as strong um and i was like you know i have like so many plants that i grew um for a few years now that are big and lush i want to i want to keep them Hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree, and I think there's also a sense of pride. This, you know, you grew that plant to grow what it's what it is, and it's it, you know, it's it's as a plant parent, I feel like I can relate to the fact that it, it takes a lot of effort. There's a lot of, a lot of love and care that goes into it, and you don't want to just throw it away. Yes, my Hoya obovata, which I had for. I got it in 2019, so it's like we're heading towards three years now, and it probably had like five times the pest issue. Then it had some fungus in the soil, and so you know, so and then one time it had needy bugs, but it has like 40, 50 leaves. So I had to go with you know the Q-tip and alcohol and go through like every leaf, you know, every uh, two weeks to see if I can find a mealy bug. You know, I've put some true effort into the into that plant okay that plant owes me um so i you're totally right it's like i'm i'm like proud that it's been with me for almost three years and it's growing it's healthy and it's and it's strong and it is that way because i put so much time and effort into it yes and i think we all have those plants in our collection and that you know those would be something that 
we definitely wouldn't want to give up. <laughs> so I ask everyone a, uh, the same questions at the end of the podcast, and I'm very curious to um, learn what your answers are. So mm-hmm. the first the first question, if you could meet any plant influencer in person that you haven't already met, who would it be? Hmm. Influencer. I I mean, I haven't met you, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. I hope you're going to come to the International Aero Society this year in September, which is in Miami. I mean, it's a little drive, but I'm flying, so you could definitely make it. Um, yes. And it's so much fun. Yes. I Well, I saw you and a bunch of people went last year, and I actually thought about going, but I just couldn't swing it with my work schedule and my mm-hmm. husband and the dogs. It was just too much, but I definitely have it on my calendar and I would love to go and meet you. It's, is it at um, Fairchild again? Yes. It's always at Fairchild and it's so beautiful. Oh my God. I had the best time like walking and scrolling through that botanical garden. It's like one of the most um, beautiful ones that I've ever been to. Um, I, I actually went back in, April of 2021, I had to pick my husband up in Miami after a a work thing. And I went with my mom and John and they they weren't as amused as I was. I I didn't spend as much time as I wanted in there, but I would love to go back with a bunch of plant people and just admire everything. Yeah. Yeah. To go back to your question, but I think like there's so I don't know if you know her, but um, Jackie from At Jack's Jungle, um, I am dying to meet her. Um, I wouldn't call her a plant influencer. She started as, you know, someone who is um, who is into plants, but um, she's now, she's like a certified uh, nursery um, and she sells plants. She has a website, but she does the Friday live auctions. And now she's a plant shop and not an influencer anymore, but I would love to meet her. And she's also located in Florida. Okay. I'm actually looking at her profile now. Yeah, we definitely, we follow each other and she's in South Florida and I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that she does the live auctions. I need to check her out. She has like the best live auctions. Like they are crazy. She, she does them every Friday for, I think for years, two years now maybe and um her like she has the best plants her plants are giant and she has the best shipping and yeah so and she's like so funny and her husband is in her lives sometimes her children too and then you know it's like a huge party and so that's why i'm dying to meet her the next time i'm going to be in florida yes i i I love that (laughs) um do we have florida has like a good amount of like plant folks um so (laughs) hopefully we can get like a bunch of them just to drive to fairchild i mean it's like a five-hour drive for me but i'm totally Mm -hmm. willing to do it to meet you you in person yes i'm down i'm I'm coming (laughs) definitely so it's it's like a done deal and uh, people think i'm from i live in florida because last year i was so often in florida I went to um, a few times to Sakya's Empire. Then I went to like the Tampa area to um, visit some old school um, collectors, private gardens and collections. And then I went to Miami as well and all plant related trips. 
and i don't know it's just it's, it's just there florida is it <laughs> if it comes to planned events yes definitely this yeah um i feel like we're we're a big hub for the the house plant industry so i'm definitely looking forward to meeting you in person i'm like crossing my fingers that it actually happens i hope i don't have any conflicts that weekend i need to go look up the the date of it uh the international era society meeting and mark it on my calendar and just set it in stone. <laughs> Yay. Um, okay. So the second question I have for you, if you could be any plant, what plant would you be? I would be, um, I would be, hmm, I think I would be a philodendron tortum. Ooh. Great choice. It's so elegant. It's like such an elegant plant. And it's a climber. So it climbs to the top where it belongs. And it's it's a fast grower. So, um, yeah. I think a philodendron tortum. That's a great choice. I have that on my wish list. And so for people that don't have this plant, where would you recommend they look if they would like to purchase one? So depending on the budget, Equagenera USA, they sell smaller specimens. Um, I don't know if any, everyone knows Equagenera USA. Um, then Etsy always has listings. And then as well, uh, Jackie from Ajax Jungle that I just mentioned in her mm-hmm. live auctions, usually she has um, bigger specimens. They are like huge. So if you want to get a big one, then she is your go-to person. What what is your recommended price if I wanted to buy a big one? Like what price range would you feel comfortable buying one at? Me personally, I would. I don't know. It depends. I mean, what is big for you? You know, big for you might not be big for me. Ah, <laughs> touche. I, <laughs> I would say between one hundred and fifty and two hundred fifty. Okay, that's fair. I would just, I, I, I think I could fit it on my patio and then in the winter I'd have to bring it into my office, which would be fine. But, um, I'm going to prioritize that, that. I mean, that one's been on my wish list for like the past few months. So you might just talk me into uh, snagging one, Denise. Oh yes. Yes. Keep me updated. I'm going to let you know if I see a good listing, um, of a good specimen and a good price, I'm going to send it to you. Oh, you're so tempting. <laughs> You're spending my money, Denise. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I appreciate your time today. It's been wonderful chatting with you. Um, looking forward to meeting you in person, and I, I think that um, you know that Tortum is is going to be a great addition to my collection. So, um, thanks for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, and you will not regret getting a tortum. I promise. I promise. promise. (laughs) I'll hold you to it.